I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. accepted. I'm Juliet. And I'm Theo. And this is a podcast where we look at uh, apologies made publicly by the famous and the not so famous, and then consider um, whether we accept them. Yes, that that's the end. <laughs> that's the important part. And today we'll be talking about Kanye West. And I was doing some research for Kanye West. And I have to admit, before I started doing this research, I didn't know a darn thing about him except what had been forced into my awareness via various um, media. Um, and I had a sort of neutral to positive opinion about him. Uh, the more research I did, uh, well, why don't you tell me how you felt about Kanye West before we started doing research? I'm the worst when it comes to pop culture. I know his name. I have probably heard a snippet or two of a song. And that's and he's married to a Kardashian. And right. I know them only because of magazine covers. Right. Um, so, yeah, like you, I, I didn't know a lot. And I thought, oh, this will be a very straightforward apology to review. And I didn't do my homework until this morning because I was <laughs> so it's like, all fresh in your memory now. Yeah. Well, it's all good way to look at it. It's all fresh <laughs> in my memory. Uh, but the truth is, wow, it is really fascinating. Did you think so? I wasn't sure I, about that. Um, I thought I didn't find it quite as fascinating. See, I did. And and that's weird to me because usually I find pop culture incredibly boring Mm-hmm. And I just don't care, um, <laughs> which, you know, it drives a lot of my friends crazy who live for pop culture. They can tell you what Madonna's done on any given totally, day yeah. or who sold the most albums. And I, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, but this I actually found super interesting. It's the intersection of race of power imbalances, of um, white women in peril, right? <laughs> right. Um, mental health. Yes, mental health. Um, it's the, it's just a lot of a lot. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to be talking about race, mental health, misogyny. Like, I may as well just get the shovel and start digging the hole now <laughs> that I'm going to be standing in. Because I'm just everything's going to be wrong that comes out of my mouth. Um, That's not true but, at all. Oh, it's totally true. Get ready. I'm sure I've got some real asinine <laughs> well, things to it'll say. It'll be a popular episode because it'll be controversial. <laughs> oh, it's going to be. Um, but yeah, and so you're more of the music aficionado than I am. 
right? But I not mean, popular really... music. So I know very little about popular music because I don't. I just don't listen to it. And I mean, of all the famous people, I mean, I was surprised that Kanye was as famous as he as he is. It's like turns out he's won all these awards and made like 1.3 billion dollars, and everybody knows his name, and he's married to the Kim Kardashian, which I wasn't sure about. And you know, he's probably as famous as you can get. And I had only this sort of vague awareness that he existed. So when it comes to my, my music interests, it doesn't quite extend to that area of the world. I, I like smaller bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he f- sort of fell into my radar within the past year uh, because he's tripped into politics. And of That's course, I, I knew his name. I knew who he was. Um, and didn't have an opinion slash don't have an opinion. I did see the 2009 VMAs, though, weirdly, oh, for someone you? who doesn't care about mm-hmm. pop culture. Um, uh, I did see that moment when it happened live. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it felt at the time like I was witnessing a moment. I mean, it just, it was so surreal. It was like, this, this is really something. So if our listeners are like us and they have no idea who Taylor Swift is or Conway, Kanye West, hello tongue. Um, maybe we should just take a nice little step back and do kind of a recap of what was going on at that time. Who were these people? What led to this moment on the stage? Okay. So, Taylor Swift is apparently um, a popular music star, but she does country pop or pop country. So I watched one of her videos. I actually watched the video in question, um, and it was the Hallmark music video <laughs> of, of VMA videos, in my opinion. It was very um, sort of um, sickly sweet and wholesome, in quotes. Very, very... Yeah. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I hated every minute of it. (laughs) It was like a commercial to me. Like commercial for Taylor Swift, which is what it is, I guess. Um, Uh, Yeah. But she's famous, right? Was she famous at that time? So she was just breaking. Yes, she was famous in in the world of country music, right? Um, So way back in the day, I couldn't even tell you, um, 2006-ish, 2007-ish, I listened to Sirius XM in the morning and they Mm -hmm. had a gay radio station and we were living in Dallas. What's a gay radio station? Exactly. Right. (laughs) Um, It was a radio station where all of the hosts were um, out gay and uh-huh. morning was sort of music, and then in the afternoon it moved into talk, right? Okay. And the talk okay. was like pop culture, and then politics, and the evening was just general discussions, right? So cool, and and everything was done through a filter of um, we're gay. This is what this means to the gay community, right? Exactly. Uh, and we were living in Dallas, which was really Republican, and I was feeling outnumbered, oh. so I needed this, yeah. like. In L.A., I did not need this. I didn't right. listen to it. I had zero interest in anything gay, right? But <laughs> what, I mean, well. <laughs> not true. Exactly. Not true. But yeah. Yeah. Um, dang. Okay, that was 
That, yeah, the jokes are just writing themselves in my head, and as are other things. But okay, so in the morning there was this guy, and he did music, and I didn't care for him very much, but he was a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. And he would have these musicians come through, and he'd written for Rolling Stone, so he was had some power, right? Sure. And he would get some big name people that came through, and much like Howard Stern, I like Howard Stern in doses, right? Uh-huh. Um, people can dislike Howard Stern. I get it. But he, Howard Stern is an excellent interviewer. Like, yeah. you just can't take that away from him. Same for this guy whose name I won't say. Um, uh, because I didn't like him at all. Okay. Good interviewer. And he's interviewed this country singer that came in. And she was like this 15-year-old girl. Right. And he just was going on about how awesome she was. And her mother was in the room, and it was Taylor Swift. Yeah. And he said, you're going to be so famous, and wow. don't you become a bad girl, because then I'll have to spank you. <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Um, and, you know, okay, fine. And then, sure enough, Taylor Swift ends up becoming super famous. But yeah. she started off in country and was very much the wholesome, all-American, blonde country girl. She writes her own music. Yeah, and that's so rare. That's good. There's some talent there. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're not bad songs. They're just not particularly good. <laughs> well, and she looks she, really sweet. So she looks like a sweet person, but she's probably not. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, get ready. They're coming for you. I don't, are they called the Tay Tays? The Tater Tots? <laughs> the I know there's tots. the Bay Hive. All respect. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so she was super famous, on her way to becoming super famous, and you had already heard of her. Did you listen to her music before the VMAs? No. no. I mean, if he played it on his show, maybe, yeah, probably, but right. not nothing I would ever run out and buy. Um, no, dis- I'm just not a country western fan, right, or a country fan, period, yeah. full stop. Um, yeah. Except for the Dixie Chicks. Uh, thanks, ladies. Right. You, you spoke truth to power. Um, the Chicks. But, yeah. So well, now, right? Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, let's see. So Taylor Swift was this country star who was nominated for one award in two thousand and nine, which was Best Female Video. So she wasn't nominated for Best Album of the Year, twenty other things, right? This was her first foray into pop music and she's 19 years old and she wins yeah and she's not expecting to win because one she's 19 and two this is pop this is rock and roll she's country she gets that she's blonde blue-eyed right and so everybody's going to be against her and she wins and she gets to go on stage right Right. That's big, especially at that age. Yes. And then we have the moment. Right. So um, she was given the award, I guess, and Kanye West jumped up on stage or went out on stage or whatever. I didn't see it myself. I wasn't lucky. Maybe you should be telling what happened. (laughs) But he stole the microphone from her, just like when she was going to accept, make her acceptance speech. And he said, tell us what he said. Oh, um, so... He, um, I can almost say it verbatim. Uh, he said, 
I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And yeah, I think that might have just been it. And then it got off stage, uh, enhanced the microphone back to a very confused looking uh, <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. And I think Katy Perry summed it up best. It, it felt like we had all witnessed Kanye West stepping on a kitten. Yeah. That is kind of how she comes across, like a kitten. And the, and the, yeah, that's I can see that. Yeah, she's had so, such a sweet persona. And, and and so here's all the conflicting stuff in that moment, right? So we have this girl who's a wholesome middle America country singer, right, in this room full of sexy pop stars. She's very pretty, very sexually dressed. Sexily is that a word? Um, and. And then you have Kanye West, who is 32 years old at this time. And he is big in music. And he comes up there and he tells her she doesn't count. She doesn't matter. She doesn't deserve this moment. Um, This this is just a, um, you know, the truth of the matter is Beyonce should be winning all the prizes. So Uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for participating. Right. And well, I'll talk about what is that syndrome you have when you don't feel like you deserve to be where you are? Thank you. The imposter syndrome. The imposter yes. syndrome. Poor so, Kanye. Uh, poor Taylor. <laughs> poor. Yes. So in this moment, poor Taylor Swift. Right. Because here she is. She has probably everybody has dreamed about winning an Oscar or winning a Grammy or winning, you know, some award and having an entire industry just say, yeah. like, you're the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Right? And then this guy comes out of nowhere Grabs her mic, says, says Beyonce deserved this. You didn't. Here's <laughs> right. your mic back. And you what know, do you do? I'm sure that Beyonce deserves every award ever. I mean, that right? was a better video. Beyonce's video was definitely better than Taylor Swift's video. I gotta say, but um, but she did win best video or best something. Beyonce won probably a ton of stuff. She won best video of the year for that yeah. video, and yeah. so Kanye wasn't wrong. Right. Right. Um, but it was still an unforgivable thing to do, just about. I, yes, and and there's some really sweet stuff about how Taylor Swift moves forward and does forgive him. Right. Um, but so she's so back to that moment. So she's backstage. She's crying. She's with her mother. The producers of the VMAs just don't know what to do. Right. And prior to this. Kanye West had shown up with a bottle of Hennessy in his hand on the red carpet and was drinking it um, in public, full on in front of everybody. So this isn't a rumor that, you know, they're everybody, period. The press, uh, insiders, the public knew that he was drinking and he was really hitting that bottle. Mm -hmm. Like there's no mistaking that the man had to have been incredibly drunk and given what we know about Kanye West now uh, since he's come forward as uh, somebody who's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder uh, it's very clear that he must have been Uh self-medicating I don't know if he had his diagnosis back then or not right Mm -hmm. but um, for I mean I can't say for sure but just casually right for sure he was self-medicating so 
we get into how responsible is he for his actions. And I'm not one of those people that says, oh, drunk people aren't responsible for what they do. You're 100% responsible for what you do, right? Um, but then we have the specter of mental illness. And so yeah. how responsible is Kanye for what what he did, right? Yeah, well, I've, I'm with you. I think um, people who drink are responsible for what they do, and people with mental illness are also responsible for what they do, but maybe to a lesser degree. I don't know. He, he may not have been able to prevent himself from acting out in some way, but maybe he would have been able to present, prevent himself from grabbing Taylor Swift's microphone and telling her she didn't deserve the award. She just won. So he had to have known on some level that that was not appropriate or in, really in any way um, benefiting Beyonce. Oh, yeah, no. Um, and I would say given the the mental illness and the drinking, but also just the fact that like you've got a bunch of celebrities who are young, they're going mm -hmm. to, they're irresponsible. They make a ton of money doing what they love. They live in a world where people are yes, yes, yes all the time. Um, they don't live in the real world. Right. And you've got all these people together in a room. It's a lot of egos. Yeah. Right? Uh, so the people who are responsible for that moment are the producers of the show. Right. How well, in the world did you let somebody get up on stage? Do they have security on stage? I don't know how that works. Do they, do they just let anybody walk out there? Or do they have people like guards preventing you from walking out on the stage? I guess when you, they I won probably my don't VMA, apply to Kanye. Yeah, when you won your VMA. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of security. There was a lot of security. No, I think, you know, the VMAs kind of prided themselves on being different from the Grammys, right? So the the VMAs were a lot looser, a lot more fun, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot more unpredictable. It was mm -hmm. MTV, the big disruptor of the music industry. They're the ones that destroyed radio, mm -hmm. right? Uh, packaged this idea of celebrity that we now have today mm -hmm. um so uh i you know was kanye responsible yes how much to what degree debatable but the producer's 100 percent responsible yeah and that's for sure I'll, I'll put the blame there um i think that what compounded Kanye's responsibility was, well, he did apologize to her. So apparently a few days later, he apologized on his blog and he said, I'm really sorry. And I talked to Taylor's mom and she said the same thing my mom would have said. And, and Taylor's very talented and, and I'm in the wrong for going on stage and taking away from her moment. And then he goes on to say, Beyonce's video was the best of this decade. <laughs> <laughs> I will apologize to Taylor tomorrow. Welcome to the real world. And it, and then, you know, it's like he, he alternates between saying, Taylor, you're very talented, but Beyonce is better. And I'm really sorry that I did this to you, but um, screw you, sort of type of thing I'll, I'll apologize to you later <laughs> and and i didn't think that was i mean he probably wasn't drunk well he might have been drunk when he did that um it was not a picture perfect apology no and and what i like about the 2009 vmas is all of the like um the what, what am I saying? So 
what is it that I liked about the 2009 VMAs and mm-hmm. this moment? And what I liked is that you saw this play out on stage and you felt bad for Taylor Swift. Sure. Right? Uh, however, if you agree that Beyonce should have won, fine, terrific. It's a stupid award. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the, the part that that does make you care, does make me care anyway, is somebody who's in a moment of such vulnerability being told that their work doesn't matter. Right? Yes. They don't deserve to be where they're at. Yes. Um, and... I love that the story gets to finish out with Beyonce winning best video and then saying, I remember being 17. I remember what it felt like to be on the stage winning an award at that age. I want to give my time to Taylor Swift. And I just thought that was such a Michelle Obama move. Yeah, it was really nice. Such a high... I hate to say class or classy because it's just such a crass word to me. Right. Um, but it there was are very just those moments. And very kind and, and you know, very sweet. So and I, much better words than classy. Beyonce it is, was very generous. Is is very classy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you, Beyonce. I hope you live forever. Oh, she will. She's gonna have one of the best lives of all time. Yeah, I bet she does. Oh, so. she totally does. Sorry, yeah. I'm sure. Um Taylor Swift's life Beyonce, is probably Colin, pretty let good us too. know. I think Taylor Swift's life is probably pretty good too. I think Taylor Swift's life is great considering that she's really, and I think that she's talented. I think she can sing. I think she's a good songwriter from that one song that I heard. I've probably heard two Taylor, maybe three Taylor Swift songs in my lifetime. Um, but, and this is terrible, and I'm just going to say it. She's really a teenage girl writing in her diary every night. It's just we all get to see what she's writing. Yeah, she doesn't really tackle the questions of the age. She sort of writes very personal songs, and and she does seem to have a certain level of immaturity and the, the things that she focuses on. And tater tots, I'm telling you, don't come for us. We... <laughs> well, prove us wrong. I mean, maybe we haven't heard the right Taylor Swift songs, so... <laughs> Please send your email to us. We'll let you know what the email address is at some point in the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> we may be apologizing to you at some future That's right. point. We no, might be apologizing you never to know. you. <laughs> um, I mean, certainly I could never pull off that level of artistry, so I'm not oh, saying yeah. She, yeah. she's not great. I'm just saying that right. g- given my high standards of music. She's very right. talented. She's just not to our taste. Right. I mean, it's just a stereotypical... Um, sad girl in a room writing in her journal and hi i can say that because that was me when i was 13. so i recognize kindred spirit uh but so what i do okay so this is what i thought all of our kanye west apology would be right it was this moment in the vmas and i forgot like there were there was all this intrigue between them and all right. these apologies. And it this, went on and on. So he called her, stopped. supposedly, privately reached out to her somehow. I assume he called her, but I don't know. On um, Two days later. And she later said in an interview with ABC Radio that um, Kanye did call me and he was very sincere in his apology and I accepted that apology. 
Then she said, the support I got from other artists and from the fans and so many people sticking up for me, that's what got me to the place where I could accept that apology. So you'd think it would end there, but it does not end there. Not by a long shot. Not even close. They, so they if can't. This, if this were where it ended, I would be like, um, it wasn't a great apology, but we'll let it go. You know, because if, if it's good enough for Taylor Swift, then, you know, we'll consider it potentially acceptable. Totally. And there's this really sweet um, moment. So, okay, so I've said, we've said that Taylor Swift is known for singing her diary out loud, mm -hmm. right? And um, she wrote an album, I think it was called Lover. Uh, and in that album, there's a song that people thought was all about her feelings toward Kanye West. And the song's called Mean. Yeah. And it turns out that's not what uh, that song's about at all. It's about a group of people, not Kanye West. She did write a Kanye West song, and it's called Innocent. And that song, it it was her, um, and I, I lost the quote. It really, it really struck me. Um, she said, "I was writing a song to Kanye." for Kanye. Right, right. right? Not about to him, let him, but know. to him. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's it exactly. So yep. the song wasn't about Kanye, it was to Kanye. And I thought that was so lovely uh, because it's such a giving thing to say, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you've hurt my feel, what, whatever the situation, yeah, you've hurt my feelings, but not only do I understand where you were coming from and and I accept your apology, but I'm going to make something for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus, that's just that's just emotionally mature. I, I just I was like, wow, that what an amazing thing. Then it gets real immature. Then there's all this nonsense about Kanye wrote some song. And mind you, this is what eight years later, where famous. Well, I don't, I don't know when. Oh, that was later. But in 2013, there was some. I guess it was Gawker came out with some audio that they found somewhere. I don't know how they got this. That Kanye West was out to dinner in New York, and he said um, something along the lines of Eminem criticized my lyrics, so I rewrote them. And because of that, Taylor Swift can't win over Beyonce. Um, as long as I'm alive, he said. If I'm alive, kill me then. As long as I'm alive, you're gonna have to deal with it, because there ain't gonna be no more motherfucking Elvises with no James Browns. And that was like, oh my god. <laughs> so he's obviously likening Taylor Swift to Elvis and Beyonce to James Brown, and saying the only reason that Beyonce didn't win that that award was because she was black. Right. And Elvis is, or Taylor Swift is stealing the work of black people. Um, and I don't know that black people would write the type of music that Taylor Swift writes. In fact, I tend to think they would not write such crap. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I, I might get I crap will for say that. But I've it does met... not seem to me to be music that black people write historically. I, I think it's more the exception when you meet an African-American or black person who likes country music a lot. Well, the, the folk music was historically black, and not just folk, but blues, and country music, I think, is based on folk and blues, so it's sort of a more American flavor of um, those 
those yeah. genres. So that, I that, say that white people have sort of stolen from black people. So like a watered down version, maybe. Um, so I can't speak to that. I, um, I know that country music has its roots in Appalachia, which has its roots in Scotland, because uh, everything in the world comes from Scotland. I'm married to a Scottish person. Um, <laughs> and so I know that a lot of uh, country words like y'all mm-hmm. um, is actually a Scottish word. Mm-hmm. Um, and that a lot of the, I don't want to call them riffs. This is where I don't know anything about music, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, just a lot of the structure of country music mm-hmm. comes straight from Scottish folk music. Slash... Is this what your husband tells you? I read this somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah. And it's always been weird to me that country music's big in Scotland. Like, people like it. Yeah. And I think of it as such a uniquely American genre that it's always weird to me when a foreigner likes country music. And I immediately follow that feeling of weirdness up with... Oh, but they don't know any better. They're, they're not American. They, they don't understand. They don't know. Yeah. The dog and the pickup and the shotgun and, you know, all of those tropes. But, yeah, so um, so there is this weird thing that you can start picking apart where we have um, power imbalance. We have men versus women. We yeah. have the the stereotypical because you know here here's an argument slash an idea taylor swift is this blonde white young girl who's being imperiled by the black man who's come onto stage and threatened her right Right. um and so is the level of response that of sympathy that taylor swift received how much of that is race-based you know i I can't speak to that i would guess it's i mean it's got to be looked at right yeah, by yeah. somebody who's not me because right. um, here's where i start digging this hole I'm just gonna, <laughs> no i think well that's an interesting in. an interesting point i hadn't thought of before and and i i think i i think there's some truth to that and there's also probably some truth to what um kanye was saying about um beyonce losing to taylor swift being in part uh, due to racism so uh, i don't i don't i i still it, it just boggles my mind how time how taylor swift's um, video could win over Beyonce's in any category. So he may be right about that, but he still should not have done what he did. Yeah. Oh, I mean the, the way that he did it. So I think you raise a good point. The, you know, it's not that his, his point was invalid. There was a time and a place to do that. And it could have been done, uh, after the fact, Right. You know, with the press, et cetera. Right. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that, yeah, he right. certainly had I, the power to make it happen. Like it wasn't as though he couldn't make his opinion known after the fact. So that's you know, obviously more appropriate. So maybe looking back, he would do it differently. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, so you were talking about the famous, but before that, even before that, in 2015, um, at the Grammys, they were friendly. Uh, Taylor and Kanye were friendly at the at the Grammy Awards, and apparently uh, Kanye West interrupted Beck at that award when Beck won album of the album of album of the year over Beyonce. <laughs> so uh, he did it to Beck too, 
And then Taylor Swift joined Kanye West for dinner in New York later. So um, there was some friendliness there in 2015. But then in 2016, he released the track Famous, which you were just talking about. Yeah, which I, I, I don't know very much about. When the controversy sprung up at the time, it did hit my radar because it was in... Uh, I forget what it was in. I don't think it was in the news news, but it might have made the news news. Um, but however pop culture hits my radar, um, whether or not it was on Twitter or... I mean, I'm not a Facebook person, so I can say for sure it wasn't Facebook, right? But, but uh, yeah. And then there was this weird... And I don't know a lot about the ins and outs of this, so maybe you know more or maybe your research will help me understand. But so, so Kanye does this song called Famous, and in it, he takes some measure of credit for Taylor Swift's success, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I made that bitch famous or, or whatever yeah. the line is. Um, and also, I think there's a line in there where it's like, she owes me sex, right? right? She needs to be indebted to me because I made her famous. Right. Um, and, and I can see where that would be very triggering if you're Taylor, uh, Taylor West. Oh my God, <laughs> I've got them married. They have children. They're very happy together now. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's again, another unforgivable um thing to do, I think. And I, I understand it's in the context of rap, which is almost purely unforgivable statements. But, uh, and I like rap, so no offense. Um, I do not. I, the same <laughs> camp as country music for me. Really? Um, yeah. I, th every now and then I will hear a rap song that I'll enjoy. Like I've yeah. heard some bits of Kanye and I'm like, wow, that's really talented. That's really good. Right. Um, and or Drake, I've heard some of his stuff and I've been uh -huh. like, wow, that's great. But uh, aside from that, it's just not relaxing. Yeah, it's me. not relaxing <laughs> for sure. And I get and, that's kind of the point of rap. Yeah, I think most rap today I'm not really very fond of, but I guess I'm old school. So old school rap I enjoy, but um, the stuff today I'll I listen to it like if I'm here in Arizona and there's nothing else on the car radio and some songs I like, um, but but as a whole, it's, it's not really for me. Um, but for him to say that Taylor Swift owes him sex is just blatantly sexist and uh, and to say that he made her famous is blatantly sexist because obviously he did not make her famous. He may have made himself notorious and brought additional attention to her, which she didn't need or want, but that's not really making someone famous. Not at all. Um, and then this still falls into that camp of, okay, this is somebody with bipolar disorder. How much of this is him? How much of this is is the uh, the feelings of oh, I can't think of the word. It's not feelings of grandeur. I mean, it is feelings delusions. of grandeur. Delusions hmm? of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, is is it that aspect of? Well, at this point, though, he. Well, I don't know when he said he was bipolar, but 
I was just going to say that at that point, he probably should have been medicated for it. But it is tricky to take medication for bipolar disorder. I think most people who, uh, most people I know who have had bipolar or have bipolar disorder who are medicated for it are unhappy with the medication. They say it makes them very sort of flat and drugged and uh, more like the low side of bipolar than the, the more fun manic side, which is fun up to a point. But um, th- there's really no, um, no good choice, no good treatment option for people with bipolar disorder that I'm aware of. So it's tough, and I would understand somebody not necessarily wanting to take their medication if you were bipolar. Um, I can't say what I would do in that case. But hopefully if I were going on stage at the VMAs and saying that people didn't deserve their awards, I would consider medication. But maybe not. I, yeah, that, I mean, it is tough because you're right. I have... Um, two very good friends who both have bipolar disorder and to, to varying degrees one has a more severe one has a more severe case than than the other um, and for one of them the medication is life changing mm-hmm. and life saving and for the other one the medication is something that is best avoided because Life is a shopping spree. (laughs) And I am going to be a goddamn famous movie star. doesn't matter if I'm 70. It will happen. Yeah, well, you're you're kind of making light of it, but that is kind of the the feedback I get from people who... um, take them by their medication for bipolar disorder. So, and I, I guess, I don't know why I feel I should admit this now, but I, I have chronic severe depression and I take my medication, which I'm not too fond of, um, but it does work for me. So uh, if it didn't work, I probably would have a different opinion about it. Or if it made me feel really down all the time, which I already do, I don't need to take medication for that. Um, I might not take it. So I totally understand. Um, but I still feel Kanye is responsible. Uh, ultimately, if he's not responsible, who is? Um, there's nobody else out there to take the responsibility. I mean, there's not, right? And so that also opens up questions of like, how responsible are any of us for our own actions, really? Right. Do we have free will? I don't know. Uh, Probably not, actually. So (laughs) where does that lead us? (laughs) I don't know. There's there's no point in having an Apologies Accepted um, podcast if we're going to say we don't have free will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll say we have free will for the sake of this podcast. We totally have free will. Uh, We live in that universe. And so, yeah. um, I I mean, I'll say in terms of accepting the apology, I agree with you. I think since Taylor Swift did initially, originally accept the apology and try to work past it and through it. um, Sure, absolutely. On the surface, his apology through a blog is very much a non-apology. and yeah. You know, thanks for insulting me a second time. Yeah. Um, if you're Taylor Swift, right? Uh, but then he did reach out to her and he did make amends and do the right thing. So, and that would terrific. have been where to stop right there. That would have been totally where to stop. But then we wouldn't have had this great episode That's right. to, <laughs> to look at. And I do find it to be this um, interesting moment that this cultural moment that touches on so many different. Uh, important points and that that aren't resolved and probably will take many generations to be resolved things Mm -hmm. around race and sexism Mm -hmm. um 
And I think really it would kind of be it. Race and sexism are, you could probably just stick two pins called race and sexism in that moment. And yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, perfectly encapsulates both. Um, Yeah. It's, It's weird that this happened four months after Michael Jackson died. Did it? So, yeah, um, the uh, the VMAs. The I read a thing on Billboard, and it was an interview with a lot of the producers, and they Michael were talking Jackson died about. Michael died in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. He died that. I mean, long according ago? to Billboard. Holy shit! I thought he died like just like three or four years ago. No, because his daughter is like thirty now, twenty eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah? I think Blankets graduated from college. Blankets. So, yeah. uh, But so Michael Jackson died in 2009. uh, Probably must have been about March because the VMAs were in July, now September. Um, And they opened up with Madonna coming out onto the stage talking about Michael Jackson and his life. And she runs this perfect parallel with her own life mm-hmm. where she, she said, yeah, of course. You know, and watching <laughs> it for the first like one minute, we'll say, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, Michael Jackson was born in August of 1958. So was I. <laughs> Michael Jackson is from the Midwest. So am I. Wow. Michael Jackson had eight brothers and sisters. So do I. Oh my God. Right. And I was like, Okay, and Madonna, <laughs> as somebody who likes to suck all the oxygen out of a room, you're really sucking all the oxygen out of the room. She didn't even need to do that. I mean, Madonna is just as famous as Michael Jackson. Well, so she made this great point. I, it actually turned out to be a good speech. Um, and, you know, Madonna, 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 right? Um, not a fan, but not a hater. Uh-huh. Um, so what she says is that... Michael Jackson lost his childhood. She lost her mother. She's real quick to point out that he became famous at like six years old, eight years old. And she lost her mother at eight years old. Mm. And she's like, that's where things diverge. I lost my mother and I spent the rest of my life looking for a mother figure. He lost his childhood and he spent the rest of his life trying to recapture his childhood. And she did a really good job of addressing the weirdness of Michael Jackson, air quotes around weirdness, because I know people have, you know, they're big feelings about Michael Jackson still to this day. Um, And I have my opinions, but whatever, uh, because I'm moving beyond what the point of all that was. And the point of all that was the 2009 VMAs were expected to be a really stellar, amazing award ceremony because of the tributes that were scheduled for Michael Jackson and because of the level of talent that they had booked for live performances. Lady Gaga did this this performance for Paparazzi where she is in a white kind of bikini slash bustier sort. I mean, Uh it's Lady Gaga, so it's a costume. And then near the end of the song, uh, she explodes in the shower of blood and the blood just starts dripping all over her white uh, 
bikini bustier and she's lifted up by a meat hook off of the stage oh my God. right right exactly and it's all about the price of fame right right the cost of fame uh-huh. and and then you have this moment with taylor swift and kanye west which was completely unscripted yeah. but also gets to the price of fame the cost of fame right um which is you put yourself out there, you make yourself vulnerable, and you will be hurt yes. because yeah. you're vulnerable. Right. right? That's um, so true. Yeah. And we're going to find that out real soon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're not going to read our mail. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Please write to us. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. What have I been up to? Does anyone I... owe you an apology? Been, it's so hard to really collect the apologies that I am due because I am trapped inside my house for, with COVID. Um, but let's see. I don't think so in real life. Like I can think of a ton of. Uh, like, I mean, maybe people owe you apologies from your past. I think that would be legitimate if you want to go back there and talk about how. So-and-so owes you an apology for stealing your pencil in third grade? I have a good apology. <laughs> I have somebody who owes me an apology. Who? Um, that it relates to the music industry. Awesome. Okay. So is it me? It is you. How dare you? How dare you hide your love of rap Sorry, from me? Sorry, man. No, I do that about you. Um, so once upon a time... I was invited to a, um, a party mm-hmm. and the party was following a, um, a casual moment at UCLA where Clive Davis was speaking to a group of music students cool. and he was talking about like, Hey, you're going to be in the music industry. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Right. And, um, I didn't want to go. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I, you know, was kind of bored. Um, and the guy that played for Elton John was a professor at UCLA, uh, the piano guy, Bernie something, I think. Common, yeah. Um, He's famous. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. Didn't okay. know. Still still don't, right? But he was at the piano and he was playing. Clive wow. came up and, and talked. and um, So, great. And then near the end of it, this girl came running through the crowd and I don't know, maybe there were like 300 people in the room, right? This is like a classroom, auditorium sized classroom at UCLA. And she said something like, oh, Mr. Davis, you're so inspiring and you've always told people to take a chance. So I'm taking a chance. Here's my music. And she handed him a cassette and he said, oh my gosh, great. Thank you. I'll, you know, I'll throw this away when I get home. (laughs) Basically, that's what he did. And so I went to a party of 20 people, maybe 20, Mm -hmm. in Clive Davis's suite at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Right. And so, no, horrible. It was awful. I completely out of my element, right? Everybody there was like uh, successful, older than I was, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, My date at the time insisted that I wear a suit. My God. And so I borrowed a suit from my roommate. Oh, my God. And 
somebody came up to me at the party and said, you look like you're on your way to Sunday school. And <laughs> didn't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> right? Rude. They owe you an apology. Oh, well, so many apologies <laughs> from that night. Like, I'll, I'll keep this night in my memory bank so that I can always draw on it. Um, and so I said at some point uh, to my date, hey, you should ask Clive to play that tape. And um, he said something effective like, no, no. And then, hey, Clive, Theo wants to ask you something. Oh, God. Right? So, yeah. And then I was like, hey, you know, we, uh, we should hear that girl's tape. Because he was playing all this music that was like soon to come out music. Yeah. Um, he yeah, had yeah. some Aretha Franklin uh-huh. remake of La Mis, I Dreamed huh. a Dream, which huh. the take on it was... Martin Luther King's I Dreamed a Dream or I Had a Dream. And Clive was like, and I'm saying his name like I know him, right? Yeah. Mind you, this is like two hours at one stupid party. Um, and he, oh, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Don't you think so? And I said, no, I don't. I'm a purist. And I think that Fontaine's Lamont, Lament remains Fontaine's Lament. And Aretha uh-huh. Franklin could do something else around racism. Uh-huh. And that wasn't a popular thing to have said. Uh-huh. So... I felt a little bad about that, but so at this moment where I was kind of called out onto the carpet or pushed into the spotlight, I said, hey, let's listen to that girl's thing. And he said, oh, no, 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 I've never listened to something like that. And, you know, aside from just the legal uh, implications, it's not going to be any good. Right. Right. And, and I was like, oh, okay. And the part that I've left out of the story is that I was so bored in the in the lecture that as yeah. soon as it let out, yeah. I ran outside to get a cigarette, right? And that girl was standing on the stairs. Yeah. And she's waiting for Clive to walk out. Yeah. And there I'm standing, smoking a cigarette in a suit, looking like I'm on my way to Sunday school. And I went <laughs> up to the girl and I said, I thought what you did was really brave. Mm. And she looked at me and said, oh, thanks. Oh, no. Fuck you. Little did she know that I could have really forced this issue at that party. And maybe she, and who knows, maybe she's Taylor Swift. Oh, no, the age doesn't work out. But yeah, um, well, of course she thought I was hitting on her, right? So I I get that now. I didn't get that then because I'm like, so obviously gay. Come on. Yeah, Um, But. Yeah, so I'm going to say she owes me an apology. Okay, that also I agree. goes to show when you're a jerk to people, sometimes you don't get the thing that you <laughs> want. Because if she'd been totally. real nice to me, you would have pushed. I it. would have said, "Hey, yeah. come on." So long story. Okay, but that gives you enough time to think about your apology, and there's a lot in there. Um, okay, the person who owes me an apology is the person who went to the recycling center before me and who threw their boxes in the recycling machine without breaking them down. So I had no room for my recycling. Rude. <laughs> they should really apologize to me. So what do you do in that situation? Am I supposed to take her boxes out and break them down or his boxes and, and then uh, put them back in the machine and then put mine on top? Terrible. Just terrible. That is terrible, and I don't know. Um, 
I've only been I mean, that's, that's the quality of apology I have because of COVID. So, uh, you know, if I were getting out and about into the world, but the only place I've been this entire week is to the recycling center and to um, the Circle K maybe once. Maybe I went to the Circle K. I'm not sure. So there you go. Otherwise, I've been sitting at home with my dog. Just to, and my dog has nothing to apologize for. The dogs are perfect beings. Yeah. So never, ever, ever. All right. What are we going to do next week? Um, great question. I don't know. We have a we have a catalog of apologies to Try pull to through. We better go look um, at our list. We'd covered some that went a little heavy, and so yeah. I kind of thought the Kanye one would be a light one, and it was comparatively. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm I don't sure know. As and, we go on, we'll be able to more carefully modulate the length of time that the that the uh, podcast take because I think the first one was two hours and this one is probably going to be under an hour but we'll get better at it we promise and we will also get better at letting you know things like how you can participate for instance right. we have right. a website apologiesaccepted.net yes and Yay. on our website we have a little box for collecting apologies. So if there's somebody that you would like to apologize to, or if there's an apology that you received you would like to share with the world. Or an apology that you deserve. Apologies you deserve. Um, kind of. Apologies you will never make. Why not? <laughs> there you go. I will never apologize to so-and-so for this terrible thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, send us content. Um, not that we need it. I could talk for three hours straight, no problem. I think, uh, yeah, once we get the, the email up and running, we'll have tons of uh, uh, interactive content on this podcast, so to speak. I, so we'll have uh, apologiesaccepted.net where you can go now, and we'll have our email address. Uh, you can contact us from apologiesaccepted.net. And let us know uh, your opinions about this podcast if you if you feel the need and, and you know, the apologies that you have accepted and deserve. Right, but no apologies from us. Yeah, <laughs> we this are is the not apolog apologies given. This is apologies <laughs> accepted. <laughs> I'm going to owe an apology to our producer. I just laughed so loud and hard that I spiked you the spiked your, uh, the your... audio. Yeah, he's going to hate me. <laughs> yes, and our audio uh, engineer is Brent. So thank you very much, Brent, for your time and devotion and making us sound good. Yes, and doing all the work because it's been great. I am in love with that um, T-shirt design. Oh, we have a T-shirt. So, yeah, once we, um, we, we will get the T-shirt design up on ApologiesAccepted.net so you can buy your own, your very own T-shirt. And it says, what does it say? A hundred percent. Apologies <laughs> accepted. Yeah, I had no idea how best. often I say that. Um, it's great. It's perfect. We, had, we needed a merch idea and now we have merch. Now so, we have merch. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So that's enough for today, I think. Um, thanks, everybody. Uh, come back next week and uh, accept any apologies you feel are uh, worthy. And never say you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.